a Highline podcast. Real question. Are you guys nice to like your series or Alexa's? No. Uh, yes. Especially Thank because you. the other day we were like driving on the way back from Montana and series giving us directions and the weirdest thing happened twice. I've never heard this happen before. So she's like starting to give directions. She's like, at the stoplight, turn. Sorry. Again, at the stoplight, take a right. What? And we were like, "What? Wait, what was that?" Like we like no music was playing. We like we didn't go like, "Hey Siri" or like something. We didn't like activate anything. It was like Google Maps. And then like 2 minutes later, she did it again. That's weird. What the heck? Sorry to That's anyone like, who f- just had their series activate. Super weird. Yeah, I'm I'm nice to the AI because just in the inevitable event that the world is run by them, I want them to remember me as one of the kind ones. <laughs> I think that's warranted. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Ravel, a roundtable show about how faith gets complex with the vast amount of information at our fingertips. For some people, this complexity has caused the unraveling of their faith. And for other people, it's been liberating. Take us, for example. I'm Steven. I'm Josh. And I'm Emily. We each grew up in different parts of the American Christian spectrum. And as some of our beliefs migrate, we still feel like our theology is in process. Theology always has fundamentally been and will always be an exploratory dialogue. That alone is proof that faith raveling doesn't have to be a crisis, even if it feels like it. We don't have all the answers, so we want to use this show to model what it can look like to genuinely sort through beliefs in real time. So share a drink with us as we pull on the thread of our own pressing questions. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Emily, back on the mic. What up, home slices? Wow. What is up indeed? We need like a radio shock jock stinger. Like, that's my sound. Exactly. Things are good. If you're asking what's up, I'm good. Thank you. I can't match your radio energy today. I feel so cozy and I'm just like settled in to record. Here, would you like me to let me let me try this again? Oh, Salutations and good evening, my friends. How are you today? Pleasant evening to you, too. Now you sound like my Siri that I'm extra polite to. (laughs) (laughs) That's a plus. (laughs) I'm good, Siri. Thank you for asking. So what are y'all drinking tonight as we record? I may have done a shot before this. I did a shot of mezcal and some lavender lemon syrup that I had in the fridge. And that was very good. I'm. I love mezcal, it turns out. Um, and then I am cracking open a cold one. I've got a Black Steers Tukas Oat Malt Stout from Meadowlark Brewing Company in Billings, Montana. Just got back from Montana a little bit ago, and I make sure to uh, buy myself at least a couple six-packs. And this one was really good. I went to this new brewery that I think it used to be in Sydney, Montana. Still is. And they moved to Billings, which is actually really smart. Oh, it still is. What? They just have two spots now. Well, it's super freaking good. It's way better than any stout I've found in Seattle. It is so good. So I'm drinking it. It's like a frigid day here in Seattle, for especially for Seattle. Not by Montana mm-hmm. standards, but mm-hmm. honestly, having a drink like this yeah. feels very cozy. So I'm having a good time. Yeah, it didn't get warmer than eight degrees here in Montana today. It was miserable. 
Um, Nothing to complain about. Never but mind. Because of that, I am cozied up with one of my new favorite mugs from a local small business. This this woman just like spins her own pottery, and I found it at a cool fall festival I went to. But so in my new favorite mug, I am drinking an apple cinnamon herbal tea, which is extremely Ooh. delicious. And Josh, I have added <gasps> a a bit of the the apple syrup that you gifted me over Thanksgiving. How is it? <gasps> it's truly wonderful. Good. Truly wonderful. I, I'm loving it. But would you believe it? I'm two fisting it today. <gasps> what? Emily has a moment of an actual drink. It's not just my water bottle, which is definitely here. But um, no, I loved it so much over Thanksgiving. I, I did what I always did. And I put a bunch of uh, just celestial seasonings, peach tea bags in a two liter bottle of Sprite and let that steep overnight for Thanksgiving dinner. Um, And I loved it so much this year that I went ahead and made another bottle for myself. So I have my peach tea infused glass of Sprite here. For anyone who's listening for the first time who has not been with us for over a year, I know that sounds insane, but I took Steven up on that idea last year and it's really good. So don't Mm -hmm. knock it. It's really Mm -hmm. good. It's so easy. But, Literally, whatever. But isn't it the tea? Isn't it the um the winter like spiced cranberry sprite? No, it's just regular sprite. Just regular sprite. Yeah. Ah, okay. You, you just okay. put whatever whatever flavor tea you want. Steep it overnight in the fridge in a two liter bottle of lemon lime soda, and it's really good. <laughs> How many tea bags? I do six. I like it okay. strong. So it's like it's like cold brewing tea and soda, which mm-hmm. again you say that out loud it sounds insane, but here we are. Speaking of insane, can we go back it. to your tea for a second? Did oh. you say that it doesn't have a handle? Correct. Yeah, I don't use the handles on my mugs. Like I, huh? I like holding it. You you know, imagine that really cozy pose of like holding the mug and like pressing both palms into the side. You know? Yeah. Classic white girl Instagram. Thank you. I do that with every mug. I ignore completely the handle on every mug I own. Dixie thinks I'm weird because I just loop my fingers like through it around the back. That works for like normal mugs, but like I have some handleless ceramic mugs and they are just Mm -hmm. like boiling if I put like something hot in them. Yeah. But yours is not? No, these are perfect though because they're like, they're extra thick because they're handmade clay mugs that I bought from a, a merchant here in Billings. Like- they're perfect. I just, I love it so much. Dope. Okay. Emily, what are you drinking? We've talked about me and Josh enough. Oh, you want me? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm you really asked. salty today. Okay. I did ask. I did ask. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, I am enjoying a really big mug. I'm talking like a 20 ounce mug that I found here at the church cool. of peppermint hot chocolate. Yum. It's not like Swiss Miss hot chocolate. It's like someone concocted this wonderful batch of peppermint hot chocolate because the label's handwritten and it is just so good. It's made with love. I can already tell. Wow. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. It is wonderful. I feel like it's we are like, drinking very good drinks for you, like New Year's week. It's kind of true. Mm-hmm. You find mm-hmm. the coolest stuff just like tucked away. You know, okay, here's what I love about you recording at the church lately, Emily, is that you find the coolest stuff in the church kitchen that makes it extremely evident to me that 
y'all Methodists use that church kitchen a lot. Oh, gosh, yes. And I think that's really wholesome and good. I love that. Oh, yeah. It It is a joy to rummage through the cabinets <laughs> and the fridge yeah. and just to see what's there. You can definitely tell it is a well-used kitchen. Crazy. Um, that's so But good. yeah, no, it's wonderful. And it's snowing currently here in Cody. And this is the last episode of 2022. Mm-hmm. Isn't that mind-blowing? This is episode 118. Guys, this is nuts. It's true. So if I you think... add if you add up uh one one eight, um, it oh. equals one zero. And huh. we know that if we divide ten by never mind. I was gonna try to turn ten. that into like some crazy like end times kind of thing. Yeah. But that oh needed, my god. You needed something by seven, divisible by yeah. seven. Yes. Oh be yeah. clever yeah, that's about exactly this. That's what I needed. I'm so sorry. As, I really as a missed opportunity. You did. Yeah. You're forgiven. It's it's for, At it's this point, you're stuck in a base 10 system, which we know isn't demonic, but it's not holy either. It's just kind of in no, that purgatory space of numbers. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's just existing. Emily, before you give us our final topic of the year, uh, because I'm very excited for it, but I also wanted to say and acknowledge that after this 10 minute intro of us just enjoying each other's company and <laughs> sipping our drinks, our drinks are actually brought to us by our newest patron who just joined the discord yesterday as of this recording adam has just flown into the discord and it like breathed so much life into our chat channels much in the same way that the lord breathed life into adam's nostrils okay okay. uh yeah yeah okay nailed it okay Two on the nose. Nailed it. Pre- uh, Nailed two it. on the nose because of nostrils, because of breath in the nostrils. Do you get it? Yeah. Now you're, now you're pushing it, Stephen. Okay. Anyway. Oh, that was an Adam joke. Yes. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. The, Josh, this is the second time he said it. <laughs> there are layers, my friend. <laughs> Did I mention I had a shot of Mezcal before this? Because I think. Did you? Yes. You did. I you think did. I did, didn't I? You guys, this Art. is the longest introduction we've ever done. What yeah. are we you doing? You too. You too. Thank you, Adam, for bringing us yes, the longest you, intro we've ever done about the drinks yes. that find that we find delightful. So Thank you so much. <laughs> there we go. Wow. The, Emily. All right. Our queen of the podcast, the floor is yours. What? A queen? Yeah. Y'all, I'm milking it. <laughs> so, to end... <laughs> 2022 i am oh, no. not i am not bringing a topic emily this what, is the show what are we doing how about you just shush and listen <laughs> what i'm doing is we are going to do a recap of what <gasps> our favorite episodes have been in the year 2022 oh and touch on maybe things that we missed or hot button issues that we want to dive deeper into. A moment of reflection, as it were. Yes, we are going to simmer, meditate, reflect Man. on the year 2022 in our wonderful podcast that is Ravel. I gotta, so, I gotta pull up all right. the, uh, the old podcast app. First of all, we started making bonus episodes this year, which we've done sporadically throughout the we year. We will include bonus episodes. But I just wanted to acknowledge that we started doing that this year. We're not very reliable with it, but we would like to be more 
reliable with it in 2023. I think the three of us have committed to one bonus episode a month. So if that extra juicy content of us just talking is what you've been holding out on to join the Patreon, next year might be your year. So looking back, we started 2022 with episode 68. January 5th. So close. I think I had a dream about this. Oh, good Lord. Are we going episode by episode right now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying where we started. So then if you have any particular episodes that you want to look back on. Man, I can't believe that was, oh my gosh, almost 60 episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess it was 50 episodes ago. That tracks. One thing that I like that we have done in the last year as well Anyone who's listened to us for a while will be familiar with this, but we have put like some episodes together in starter packs, which of course is obvious if you like look at our social media and like look at the start here episode. But I really like that like we were able to do that. Like we're not a series podcast, like Mm -hmm. a lot of other good podcasts in our vein. And like just the fact that like we continue to have like conversations about like our own questions and thoughts, like, and we can just like thread them together because they're like, similar enough like they're all in the same vein i think it's really fascinating and i think it's really cool i do too agreed you know what else i've really liked and we've done it prior to 2022 but it's really amped up since 2022 is having episodes that have been brought by other people other than us three um more consistently i would say which has been really cool because it's just showing how much we hold true to the idea of having a round table conversation and including people to the table and to say hey we're all grappling with things or we're all curious about things and we are inviting you to be a part of the conversation so much so that we have a patreon and we have a discord and you know, our social medias. And I think it's just really cool how invested we are in the community aspect of the podcast, not just saying we're community and then like, Hmm. whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That I've, I've found that to be particularly life giving. Mm -hmm. Courtney in the discord just today was reflecting on the fact that like somehow our group feels like very tight, like as if we had all met in real life and we're just like a very tight-knit group chat and i like that vibe a lot because spoiler alert many of us have never met each other in person yeah this is true (laughs) (laughs) emily i'm looking over our episodes Mm -hmm. and i find it a very daunting task to even in (laughs) in the case of some of these like i have no idea what we talked about in that episode you know um One that pops out to me early on in the year was, I think, a topic you brought that was the art of comfort is what we called the episode. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I think that was a great way to kind of like start the year. And maybe it's just, it's recency bias, right? Like my feet are kicked up. I have cozy slippers on in my PJs and I'm, I'm sitting with a nice mug of tea and talking to you guys. But like... I think this year was a good one to remind ourselves that like being comfortable is valid. Like I grew up kind of being trained to be an evangelist more or less of like, Mm. I always need to be outside my comfort zone. I always need to be Mm -hmm. challenging people on what they believe and why they believe it. Because if they believe the wrong things, then they will go to hell, which is eternal discomfort to say the least. Mm -hmm. And 
this year has been a tremendously good way of learning to me that comfort is valid and comfort is important actually, especially getting further in adulthood, like just the nature of things is you will experience more grief, which has certainly been Mm -hmm. true for me this year. And I don't know, having permission to understand comfort as an art form in that it, it can be improved and it can be celebrated, especially by a group that's as affirming as, and encouraging as the one in our discord. Like, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah. And that was a topic that I brought up. And I remember having the conversation about the things that bring comfort. And I know like, Stephen, you talked about how you meditate even like in public places. And <laughs> oh, yeah. for some people, like that would be uncomfortable. And so now that we're talking about it, I'm wondering... How much of comfort is related to other people's level of comfort? Or is there a boundary or a line that's crossed when we are trying to create comfort for ourselves, but when other people are around, it is no longer comfortable? Like, how interwoven is the idea of comfort when it comes to being in public spaces or just being with other people in general? Because I think it's easy to talk about comfort when it's isolation or just being away from people or even having just intimate people in your life with you. But once you extend the circle and you are in a broader group of people, comfort then really is dependent on those around you as well. And Hmm. church, unfortunately, can be a very uncomfortable setting for some people. But for others, it is very comfortable. And that is a fine balance to navigate, especially as a pastor, I have found where you can't please everyone, but you're trying to make the space as optimal and as comfortable as possible. But everyone has a different level and unique level of comfort that where like where do you draw the line? What is an appropriate boundary when it comes to self-comfort and the comfort of others? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point, honestly. Especially considering, uh, like some people's very real religious trauma, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm I'm not of the opinion that everyone who doesn't want to go to church anymore has experienced religious trauma. I think that's a very like subjective therapeutic thing to discover if you have. Mm-hmm. But like the thing that you're making me think about now, like I I think that there's also like a level of comfortability with churches or like uncomfortableness with churches in whether or not they allow people like the space to be uncomfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm mostly like thinking about like belief and doubt. For instance, with, with Ravel, like doing this now for like what, two and a half years, right? No. Is that right? That's about right. We're approaching three years. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Like the longer I do this, the more I feel totally fine with dissonance and doubt. And like, had you asked me, man, four or five years ago, Maybe I was like only just warming up to the idea that like Christians could disagree. Like we don't all have to be on the same page. (laughs) And I'm just like amazed that like some churches still do not like now that I'm here. uh, I'm like amazed that churches don't most churches, I should say, don't like allow that space for uncomfortability, like and allowing people to also like be uncomfortable in their doubt, but like feel comfortable enough to doubt as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh I just discovered this last 
week. I think I told Steven about this. Maybe I discovered that we have like two outlying episodes that have higher download numbers than they should. Like we're not going <laughs> viral or anything, but like the the only reason I know this is because I was like scrolling back through um, our downloads for the last year, which by the way, like we have had more downloads this year than last year, which is really cool. Um, so thank you to everyone who has listened or shared our episodes. But like, uh, so like I'm, I do the social media and I like plug every episode at least once on our feeds. And then I've been experimenting with like some video stuff, like mostly TikTok and like trying to like do like a minute of talking about an episode, like whether it's like somebody's, like I'm talking about somebody else's video or I'm just like talking about like the theological concept and then like plugging the episode. And we have these two episodes that I didn't really plug additionally on social media and also do not, they're not in any of our starter packs. Like it's, it's episode 17, Don't Put God in a Box, which was a good episode. That, that one was about apophatic and cataphatic theology. And then the other one is about filling the demon gap, which if I remember right, was mostly us talking about like the concept of how so many people like find a demon under every doily and like blame demons for things and <laughs> etc. cetera. And it, it's weird. Like it's, it's weird when uh, like things pop off and you don't know why they popped off. So whoever's listening to those episodes, whoever like found us through those, like welcome in, uh, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I just kind of mentioned that. Well, um, you kind of made me think of a thought or did I? Okay. Which is kind of my point. Actually, I find reflecting over this last year, we've had plenty of thoughts, certainly. And I've been kind of like flipping through my notebook of all the notes I've made as we record. Cause I like to make good show notes when I post the episode. So like I try to keep good notes of where our conversations go, but yeah, you do. Excellent job, Stephen. Oh, thank you. Um, as we do this, I have been kind of reflecting on the experience of a lot of the ideas that I bring to the podcast feel sometimes like they come from outside of me <laughs> and that they just Ooh. they come to me instead of me generating the thought. Mm. And I have found so much life in the metaphor of Ravel in the sense of like, sure, our whole thing is like, we start with a topic, we pull on the thread and then see where that goes. Cause sometimes, you know, you pull on pretty much any thread. It's usually going to get me back to ranting about how hell is a toxic theology and that universalism is the way of Christianity. Right. So like pull any thread, that's kind of where I will end up. But at the same time, like a lot of the things that, I've been going through this past year have been things that I didn't think I would ever end up making a theology podcast about just by the fact of like, mm. I don't know why I've been dwelling on this this week, but I think I'm ready to talk about it, mm. but I don't know where it came from. And that's a very fun place to be of just feeling open to, I don't know, call it the Holy Spirit or call it the universe, but like just open to where that leads you in your like theological life and your thought life and how that translates to action is very interesting to me as well. Mm -hmm. I have noticed in this year, especially each of us brings a different flavor when it comes to <laughs> the topics and just how the conversations unfold. So 
I and I don't even know someone else might have said this too, but I have found that I bring the topics that are so left field that like both of you will be like, wait, what? That's what we're talking about today. And it's really fun because I think it's breaking for me, at least the stereotypes of the kinds of conversations that those in ministry or clergy should be having, because I do bring kind of weird, fun not always biblically sound topics. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it says it's the just, pastor in the room. I know. Yeah. And I know. The right? ordained and, one with the M div. And that's been the fun part is just having down to earth conversations, even though I have those titles in my name, like I am a reverend and I have the highest level of education when it comes to ministry here under, of course, me is our lovely uh, Padawan, Josh. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. And it's just and been so I'm fun also to be here. And then there's Steven. <laughs> <laughs> How's that one song go? It's like me and you, you and me and your friend, Steve. That's Steven. Um, oh, nice. That worked perfect. Uh, thank you. It's just been really cool to say I can be clergy and ordained and have all these wonderful, magnificent titles and yet have down to earth theological conversations and not have to talk over people and either prove my intellect or have to dumb it down. It's just been nice to say, here's what I know. Here's what I'm learning. Here's what you all are showing me. And by the way, I'm a reverend and we can still have these kinds of conversations because you don't always get that space. Sometimes when you have conversations with clergy, they are very much wanting to put power over you and to say, I am your pastor and I know what's best. Mm. Or they want to belittle the conversation and really make you feel stupid for asking questions and to have concerns raised in the church or whatever the Mm. case may be. And so I have really found this to be life-giving. Put that on your bingo cards. That'll be coming soon. Um, Because it is wonderful to say, I'm a pastor, but I'm a person first. (laughs) Mm. You know, I must say, Emily, I I really do appreciate that about you, truly. Like, as, as someone who is, like, obviously wrestling you know what I mean? Like over the course of 118 episodes um, and wanting to do it in a public way, vulnerably trying to put my beliefs and like doubts out there on the internet as like as weird as that is. Um, I really do appreciate that about you and the way that you um, come to the metaphorical audio table as it is. Because I think that you're absolutely right. That like so many people in the church, pastors and not just want to like bulldoze people mm. wanting to be human in their theology. And and I also notice it, not that it's just dual spectrum, but I also notice it happening in people who are identifying with deconstruction or uh, deconversion or ex-Christian kind of labels, like people who are like obviously trying to divorce themselves from Christian belief in some way, whether that means momentarily or permanently. I see this tendency in a lot of online spaces to like, bulldoze beliefs backwards like the beliefs that you came from just like bulldoze it all and pretend like it never happened and Mm. maybe i'll have more thoughts on this in a future episode but there's a part of that methodology to me that seems very suppressive and or maybe maybe repressive is a better term for that like i i am of the opinion with i'm trying to not put like value judgments on what people believe but i'm of the opinion that 
if you are going to change your beliefs for whatever reason, like like however you got there, I think that you should genuinely consider. This is going to sound so apologetics-y. I think you should genuinely consider like why you're changing your beliefs. Like I think you should like talk mm. through why you don't believe something anymore. And even if like you're not trying to like prove it to someone else, like kind of like what you were saying, Emily, I, I don't think we're obligated to do that. But I think that like you should know why you don't believe something anymore and not just say, oh, it was all fake or like, mm-hmm. like, because I think that's the same like psychological action as the pastor who wants to bulldoze you for doubting. Yeah, that's that a very good point. I don't know. Feel free to disagree with me, but like that's just kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, no disagreement here. I'm on board. We just want to say how honored we are that you listen to Ravel. Seriously, there's a lot of great shows out there, and we're grateful to be in your feed. Thank you for helping us on our journey to normalize people asking questions about theology. If you want to support what we're doing, the best way to help is to tell a friend about us. We want to be a resource for people on their faith journeys, whether they're deconstructing, reconstructing, switching churches, deconverting, and everything in between. And if you're able, you can support us for as little as $3 a month on our Patreon. Supporting us helps us cover fees, software, equipment, future ideas, and more. For all of you church finance skeptics out there like me, don't worry, we're keeping an open book for transparency. For our supporters, we've built an online space where we can be together. We know it can be difficult to ask questions about our faith, so we want to make that more accessible, comfortable, and normal. We're using an app called Discord, where you'll get private access. You already know us, and we'd love to get to know you. Thank you to everyone who's already supporting, and thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme music, In Full Color. Ravel is a founding podcast of the Highline Media Network. And here's a word from one of our sister shows, No Normal People. Hello, and welcome to No Normal People. This is a show where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. You know how there's like famous people in the world that are known very well and how they go on podcasts? Yeah. Well, we don't do that. Marketable names and yeah, audience. Buzzwords, and, buzz yeah, names. Social following. Yeah. And, John yeah. Buzz. and Well, we interview people like your Uncle Terry, who collects model trains. Because he's normal. We'll even interview you, even if you don't have the cool trains that your uncle has. You can email us at nopeoplepod at gmail.com or visit our show page on www.highline.network to sign up to be on the show. And remember, the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Listen, we know every church nowadays has its own espresso bar. But that didn't stop us. We've partnered with Good Food Award winner Revel Coffee to present a custom Highline blend. This is not your church's undertrained barista's coffee. No, no, no. It's reliable, delicious, brews well with every home method, and honestly, it just smells great. This isn't your stale, burnt-to-a-crisp grocery store brand dark roast that tastes like it comes from the pits of hell. The Highline blend is properly sourced, roasted to order, and shipped out fresh. Support us by ordering a bag at highline.network shop, or tap the link in the show notes.
but we have had our share of disagreements <laughs> in the year 2022. Nice. The resurrection episode? Are you kidding oh, me? I was just looking at that. <laughs> I think that was our, I'm looking at our numbers and I think that was our most downloaded episode tied with number 69. Let's talk about sex. That was a great one. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. That was my idea to make it episode 69. So Was it? Yeah, Stephen was sitting on that for quite a while. Great. Once I realized... Or was that the Holy Spirit that all made us think that? Once I realized that lined up, I got you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. No, the resurrection episode, I think, <laughs> was one of the funnest. Mm-hmm. This is going to feel really... This is going to sound really weird, but I like it when we clearly disagree on the show together oh 100 percent. same it's really interesting we always disagree in ways that i don't expect like i <laughs> like forgive me for saying this but i like expect when we have disagreement for it to be very like dualistic mm-hmm. but I, I find that our disagreements are very nuanced and like open to nuance yeah even if we disagree <laughs> with each other which i really appreciate i think it's really rad or we come to the end of the episode like Maybe I just didn't know enough to even ask the, I like, I think about the episode we recorded feels very recently, but the one where I made some rather, uh, grand accusations about eisegesis in the Bible. Oh, yes. (laughs) And like, by the end of that, I was like, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I should admit that too, because I feel like I made Emily mad a little. (laughs) But that's the great thing is like, I like we've never had the three of us have never had a conversation where one of us like throws our headphones off and just abandons our microphone, which mm-hmm. I've heard has happened to other podcasts. And what? Like, I've never even signed off of a recording thinking like, ooh, did I piss them off? Like, I always feel great about the way we dismount our conversations mm-hmm. because I mean, a, the benediction from Emily at the end is just delightful every time. And it's a great way to like bookend to the thing. But B, it really is. It's like that is kind of our attitude, though, like even amidst the disagreement. And uh, mm-hmm. we've seen many wonderful, encouraging five star reviews along those lines of like, I don't agree with all these hosts, but I feel like they are welcoming us to listen in enough to feel like we can disagree and not like, give them a one star or like subtweet them you know yeah i really appreciate that honestly that is the most encouraging thing i think about doing this podcast like i feel like when we started this like each of us were already acknowledging how much each other was in a different spot like theologically or practice wise Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that we each wanted this to be a place where it would encourage people not just to listen but like to then have their own conversations that are open to dialogue and like feel the freedom to disagree and sort through their own beliefs and like pull on a certain belief and see where it leads. And like getting feedback like that, that says that people feel that way just like makes me feel so elated. (laughs) Like truly. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, we have gotten negative feedback as well from people that are like, these people are heretics. (laughs) I feed on it. Bring it. (laughs) Which I think is like so funny because we've literally done multiple episodes about that. We know, know, sir. At me on Twitter. That's the point. Call me a heretic. I feed on it. (laughs) I will say, so that actually brings up something very valid, Josh. What I like about this podcast in particular and the community that we have created is 
we don't entirely care so much about the number. I mean, the numbers are cool. Don't get me wrong. We love to have more five-star reviews than one-star reviews. But it's the quality that we produce. And I'm not even just talking about the product as far as the topics. I'm talking about quality of the product overall. Like, y'all, Steven works his butt off when it comes to editing and making sure that we sound really good and that we sound really coherent. And the music that we have, like, he does so much for this podcast. And the fact that he gets to do this for not just this podcast that he loves very much, but also for another beloved podcast which is so cool that he gets to live out this wonderful dream for a podcast that he loves deeply. It's just so cool to see the the quality of the product that we are giving people to say, yeah, we want you to be a part of the conversation. So here's how you can reach us. You can send us a voice message. You can send us a voice memo. You can leave us comments on Twitter or Instagram or join the Discord or whatever the case may be is that is just so cool because you don't always get that in life. It sometimes feels, I don't want to say forced, but it's almost like obligated for some people to give a platform for people to want to comment on and then not care what people are going to say. Mm. But we don't do that. We give the platform for people to say, tell us what you think. We want to know more. We want to have conversation. And we hear some really good things from people. And oftentimes, those have led to episodes themselves, which is really fun. I love it when we get episodes like that. You know, that's a really good point, Emily. Like when you put it like that, like not to just like pat ourselves on the back, but I like take that as like a compliment to all of us. Like I do think that that's a really interesting point because I think that there's like is equally a problem in like online platforms as there often is in some churches in that like people often feel like inaccessible even if they're not famous, like you mm-hmm. like feel like you have to be like, I don't know, you feel like you have to have like special privilege to talk to the pastor sometimes because he's always up on stage or like, you know, like whatever. Like we create these weird social dynamics anytime we platform someone, um, even if we like create that thing for ourselves. So I appreciate you putting it in that like perspective of like we have tried to craft a thing where like we are engaging with people, whether that means audiologically or social media wise or whatever. I I appreciate that. That thank you for your feedback, ma'am. You're welcome. <laughs> and we appreciate all of your feedback. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have a question because I'm like scrolling back through our episodes and I think that one of our big focuses this last year has been like I feel like we've done multiple episodes on change, like metanoia mm. or constantly going back to like different aspects of doubt and faith or episode 100 was called 100 questions and 100 questions more. And like just in the last 24 hours, I have written down four more Ravel questions that I want to bring to the table. And so like, that's going to be like the next four months of content for me. Like yeah. that's like, I'm just, I feel like like the more I do this, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I have more thoughts. Like I, I'm like constantly thinking about like more things, the more ways that theology impacts us as we continue to live, regardless of like what our religious affiliation is. And so the question that I want to pose is kind of returning back to the concept of metanoia. How do you think this podcast will change over this next year? And what would you like to see changed? Because like, going back to Emily's point, like this is so collaborative. Like we are truly 
<laughs> if you've been listening to us for a while, you know this. We're not famous. Like, Stephen and I like to act like we are Twitter famous. And I, <laughs> I like to make TikToks sometimes. But, like, like we are not famous. Like, we, we are normal people. And, like, the whole reason that, like, we were a part of Highline Network is because of the whole, like, we think theology should be... Well, we want normal people to feel empowered to, like, feel like theology can be accessible and... Like we, we feel like we can embody that because we are just normal people <laughs> in American mm-hmm. Christianity. Um, so uh, all of that to say, what would you like to see changed in this next year? It's, it's up to us. I think just observing the trajectory of my thought patterns of late, I think, I guess I'm taking this question as a very like personal challenge, less than like a, I want to edit the pod or differently or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to see in 2023 how Stephen challenges himself to engage the flesh and blood brick and mortar community around him in Billings. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person, by the way. That's weird. But uh, I think for for all the beauty that I find in Discord, and to be honest, even, you know, for the dumpster fire that is Twitter, it is at least a fire that burns hot enough to keep us warm in the winter is kind of how I think of Twitter right now. <laughs> um, and I, I really like the space we have on Twitter. Uh, and I think the digital world is great for all that, but I want to figure out ways of like engaging communities here. Like, volunteer at like a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen or organize like donations or recycling or something like that. Like possibly start going to a church, all those kind of things of like, I I want to make it really practical and really close to home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a church, just a number of blocks from me that hosts a community garden every year that they keep open to anyone in the neighborhood, not just members of the church. And like, I think I would love to make a Sabbath practice out of taking a walk on a Saturday down there and tending to the tomatoes I planted. And, you know, just like stuff like that, finding ways of like helping the physical community flourish in a extremely literalistic reading of love thy neighbor of like, I know how I can be a better neighbor to the people I share a building with. So Mm. I want to do that. I think, and this is going to sound really weird. So I have to kind of word vomit slash process out loud. What I'm hearing is you say you want to preach. Or podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) So preach, Emily. Yeah. So that's, Josh actually is hitting the nose on it. Like doing this podcast, being involved in this community. And being more involved now, actually, with the community of Cody and my own church that I'm serving in, I've realized that my pastorship can and should extend beyond the members of my church. And I want to make it known to people, whether you're a longtime listener or a first-time listener, that... If you are wanting pastoral guidance or pastoral counseling, that I want to make myself available to people because I've realized how much I love Mm. to be 
in connection with people. And I think this has just reinforced that outlet for me of saying I can do chaplaincy over the phone. Like (laughs) Mm. I can be a pastoral counselor to someone in Texas, even if it's over FaceTime or Emily, we're switching places. (laughs) (laughs) like i can do i can do more and it's because i'm already so involved and i see and i hear like i had a classmate this was way back like 2020 i had shared a picture of a shirt that i was wearing that said love thy neighbor and then it had all the different aspects of a neighbor like jewish lgbtq illegal things like that and i had an old classmate from high school who commented on that picture and said you are the pastor i wish i had Oh, and I just realized not like literally just now, but I had realized that that can happen still. Like I can be that pastor Mm. for people who don't have that. And even if you do have that, I hope that you can continue to have that. And so my hope, my change is that I can make myself more available for people and to say this pastor loves you. And that's exactly why I'm doing this very thing is because I love people and I love sharing in theology and being a part of theology and wanting to explore with people and see what we get on the other side. Wow. I love that. As someone who does not currently have a pastor, I think that's very wholesome. And I can 100% get on board with you doing that as someone who has gotten to know you over the last two and a half years (laughs) through this podcast. (laughs) Uh, which is also crazy. Um, wow, I lo- that is not what I expected when I asked that question at all, but I love both of those answers. Well, what did um, you want? We should make the episodes 40 minutes long instead of 50 and like... <laughs> uh, well, no, not... I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but that I didn't... Well... I love what you both said. So here are some things that are changing next year is uh, Ravel is going independent from the Highline Network. In all honesty, this the Highline true. Network is taking a sunset because it's it's it represents a lot of work to me that right now I don't want to say it's not worth it it's just not where I know I need to put my time so like Ravel will have a website next year we will have a merch store with things like mugs and beer glasses and stickers and shirts available sometime in the next year we're gonna add to it we're we're yeah. uh, we're going the slow quality route rather than uh just printing our logo on like whatever the frick you want. We're not going for Redbubble, mm-hmm. fam. We're like nope. we're supporting small businesses. No offense if you use Redbubble. If you're Redbubble CEO, we, we you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. We're just doing other things. Yeah, correct. Anyway, Josh, what what do you think you want to see change along? Those well, themes? I was thinking about it as Stephen was talking about it because like my first thought is uh, I'd love to figure out how to do good bonus episodes in a sustainable, regular way. Because I think bonus episodes right. are a very unique opportunity to do something like a little bit more like canned. Like we're already pretty candid, but yeah, experimental and like even more off the cuff, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Um, yes. So like whether it's us or like bringing in other people, like I'd, I'd really like to figure out something else we can do there. Cause like, doing this like we figured out a way how to podcast in a very sustainable way for each of us like we functionally just show up steven does the editing i do the social media like it's more or less pretty sustainable for all of us here so i'd love to figure out a way to do that but like the more i was thinking about the bonus episode thing 
I think that my motivation is primarily coming from I would like to continue to get better myself at so thank you too for inspiring this way of putting it. Um, I would like to get better at helping people feel comfortable outside of the church. Mm. Whether that means a break, whether that means like talking about your beliefs outside of church, um, whether that means talking to someone who is outside of the church about why they're outside of the church. I think that like the longer that I am not regularly attending church, the more I realize that there is stuff to talk about. And that's kind of why I like said that like quick hot take earlier. Like I, I really think that there's a lot to talk about and not just to like ravel and like follow the threads on, but like I think there's a lot of like to laugh about. Like like those of us who grew up Christian and or like in specific subcultures for a time, like there there's real joy in those spaces and there's um there's like a common experience that I, I think a lot of people don't understand, like if they weren't in those spaces, like, and, and I think we see this, at least I, I see this a lot in some online spaces too, like whether it's Twitter or TikTok, people who are like, oh, you know, what? I just realized uh, this one thing about evangelicalism that I just kind of like assumed was normal until someone else was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> those of us who like, have moved on from certain beliefs, like whether it's the whole basket or we just don't believe in hell anymore. Like there's stuff to talk about and laugh about. And I think that the more that we can normalize just talking about it, Mm. I think the more healing will happen for people, whether they return to church or not. Like, I think that there's like, there needs to be more comfortability in those conversations. And so I love that. Like whatever the next year looks like for me, like whether it's Ravel or I have a new project that I am um, trying to get off the ground soon. Um, so more to come on that. Hey. It will be kind of in the vein. Very fun. Ooh. Or whether it's like the way I interact on the internet. Like I I like to shit post a lot, but like <laughs> it's about it's usually <laughs> about the Bible or like yeah. or Christianity because I like think that there's genuinely funny stuff. Like <laughs> like whether it's like in the tradition or in the like specific church we were raised in right like i think that we have to have like a there's cultural touch points available yeah like Mm -hmm. i on twitter came out officially on team sloppy wet today and everyone a lot of people will know what that means you know (laughs) like that's the that's the beauty of it david crowder will know what that means yeah um, but yeah, so for the next year for me, like I'm, I just like still, I like the more I do this, like I've wondered sometimes like, oh man, like the longer I'm out of church, am I going to be like less interested in theology? And, uh, my notes app, uh, very ironically just says, no, you will not become bored of this. You will constantly be thinking about this. Thank you very much. <laughs> so the longer I do this, the more it like wants me to like help, help people feel like they can like take their faith and doubts seriously enough to just like laugh at them a little bit and also talk about them. Emily, thank you for inspiring an episode of reflection. You're so welcome. In the spirit of reflection, just to name a few things that have happened this year, like your daughter turned one. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, you were ordained. I was ordained. (laughs) 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 Who was crazy enough to do that. Josh changed jobs. I don't know. I just, I, I love, it's a very New Year's vibe of like reflect on the last year and get ready for the next one. You know, that's very good. 
It is very good. I like it. Um, we, well, I should shout you guys out because I was looking back at our feed and the, the episode that stands out because we literally numbered it to stand out was 91X, which was the wonderful interview you two did with Stacey Frenis on her book. Oh, Josh, that was so good. Which was a very yeah, cool experiment for us of like, hey, Stephen's gone, but we're going to do this interview instead. <laughs> that was very yeah. cool. We did that. We put that out interviewing her about her book, Love Makes Room during Pride Month. Um. And also my wife helped us with a redesign of the podcast artwork. So good. Yeah, shout out to Dixie. That was that was solid. Just just in love with it. It's so good. Well, if for this next year, if you're listening, if you've made it this far, first of all, thank you. Like truly. Like I hope that this podcast somehow adds value to where you are at in terms of faith and doubt and anything else you want to think about. Like I I really hope that this is a helpful project for you. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify because it really does help us get discovered a little bit better in those platforms for discoverability or just share us like mm-hmm. on social media. Like it's crazy that that actually works really well to find p- other people in your life who might be like struggling with the same things and struggling to find people talking about things in a way that aren't just trying to get them to believe a certain thing, but like actually want to have a dialogue about it. And also, I, I hate it when people do this. I have the, what I'm about to do. I really hate this. And yet um, you do it anyway. I really hate it when people who make content... Oh, I hate that word. I hate it when people who make internet stuff are like, yo, oh, let me know in the comments what you want to see. Like, I'll just make anything you want. I hate it so much. But all of that to say, if you think... That you have a great idea for something that really fits who we are and what we want to do here that you think would be really valuable to other people out there who are like struggling with faith and doubt um, in modern America, modern society, and like what it can mean for the actual real IRL world, as Stephen was mentioning. Leave us a voicemail. Call the number in our show notes. Um, leave us some feedback. Like we are we are very open to what we can do with this project. Uh, spoiler alert, we probably won't do regular guests anytime soon um, just because that is a whole can of worms of efforts, believe it or not, in podcasting world. Just logistics, um, honestly. Just, oh, oh, yeah. We've tried to do it a couple times for some main feed and some bonus feed. Yeah, we, we've tried to do it and it's like logistically challenging. The calendar <laughs> just alone. Just because of like yeah. people. Very. Yeah, calendar alone, people responding. Like we all have full-time jobs and at this point, we're not going to do guests regularly. So if that's your mm-hmm. suggestion, but politely, no. <laughs> but voicemails. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Voice memos to the email inbox. Yeah, leave us leave us a question. Leave us a suggestion. Um, anything that you think that we got incredibly, inexorably wrong, go for it. I dare yeah. you. We'll, we'll do another mailbag or two over the year yeah. if, we would love if to. you provide us with enough to actually do a mailbag with. That would be fun. And if you don't, uh, we're just going to keep going and doing whatever we want. So up to you. Dang, Skippy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dang, Josh, you got kind of all the plugs in there. Well done. Thank you. Very nice. Well, you guys set me up nicely over the last hour. I had a lot of time to think about it. You're welcome. Great. (laughs) Emily, per our tradition, and because you are the MDiv ordained 
reverend on the podcast, will you give us a benediction as our closing? Receive this blessing. We have embarked in the year 2022, many a conversations, many a dialogues, and many questions, some of which we are still grappling with, many of which we haven't even discussed. They are just at the tip of our tongue, right there at the forefront of our brain. And I know that many of you are right there with us, wanting to grapple, wanting to understand, maybe wanting to let go. And so our hope for 2023 is that you continue to join us in this wonderful conversation, this wonderful roundtable that we have so graciously opened up and want to open up. Receive this. May you know and understand all the ways that you are loved and cared for and all the ways that we will continue to walk in this journey with you. Black took his snope. Man. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is it called? Shoot. Sound bite that. Clip it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was so close. Highline Media Network. Artist owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.